Wally Lewis leading the side out now, and listen to this, the first time he's come to Lake Park in the Queensland colour since leaving the Broncos, and this crowd saying welcome home to Wally Lewis in the biggest possible way. There he is, the Emperor of Lake Park, back in his beloved Maroon jumper. Steve Jackson, the big number 10, you can see Larson there from North Sydney. Look at this crowd just loving every moment. They're the solid Queenslanders. Underdogs tonight, no doubt about that. Here comes New South Wales. Benny Elias, of course, he smelt success last year. And he'll be out to keep that record intact. He's got a giant of a pack around him. He's got some exciting backs to use if the forwards can get a roll on. As the reserves come through the gate. Benny already starting to G them up. Locker Roach, dressed up for a night in the office. And Laurie Daly, back from injury tonight. Jesse Hasler, playing lock forward tonight for the Blues, and uh, gee, we expect some from him. Cliffy Lyons, the man that's got to contain the king. Well, that's the blue jumper, he's got the green one, and of course he wants to keep it, and here he is, the sensational centre from Cronulla, Andrew Eddinghausen, being compared these days with Reg Gasnia. Queensland now going to the huddle. Mal Meninga, the giant of a man. Peter Jackson back in the jumper he loves so much. Look at Steve Jackson, the amazing on his face. everybody, welcome to episode 251 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson, I've got Rob Cox on the line and our second episode of 2022, no surprises it coincides with the State of Origin teams for game number one, New South Wales and Queensland, Cocksmith, it's that time of year again. It is mate, second episode and we're, what, we're 12, we're up to round 13 this weekend, so we've been pretty slack to be honest, uh, but we, we've kind of... Uh, We've kind of risen for the State of Origin 1 team announcements. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, already having uh, technical difficulties as we started this podcast. So on fire early. Uh, again, so apologies for the audio quality of me last week, although some people said it was an improvement. Uh, New South Wales, mate, they've gone with um, an interesting 17. Uh, there's some big name casualties through form slash just pretty selections. And of course, the big out, which is no Tommy Trebojevic, Queensland. Uh, no great surprise with what they've done with their team. They've picked some um, players in real hot form that are rookies. Uh, they've also made a big change at nine, and we'll get to the teams in just a second. But, but build up to origin, mate. Um, how do you rate the build up to origin this year out of 10? Uh, for me, I mean, look, I, I've been quite busy with work. So for me, it doesn't feel like origin time. I'm, I'm not feeling the the origin love as much as I usually would. Mm. Um, but maybe that's because I've been distracted. I'm not sure. I mean, you've probably got more of a, more of the finger on the pulse as far as that goes. So what's your thoughts? Um, the Tommy, the Tommy thing's a big gut punch for origin. Uh, as a New South Welshman, you sort of look at what he brings to our side and the fact that he's played, you know, only a couple of games of, of first grade this year due to injuries. And then he's got hurt again and he's out for the series and, most likely the whole year. I kind of, I kind of think that's taken a bit of the um, excitement level for a New South Welshman or the New South Welshman like us 
because of what he adds to our side. From a Queensland point of view, look, they got beaten last year fairly easily. Um, all things considered, that when well, I was 2 1, but game three, New South Wales can't say they put their best foot forward in that match. It just has a bit of a let's wait and see approach, I think, to this, this series. It's not can't wait for it, but it's also, yeah, it could be interesting, obviously, with no Trebojevic. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, discouraged by the lack of Trebojevic. I mean, it probably evens teams up a little bit more. Um, I think Katoni Staggs is over the moon that um, Trebojevic is not going to be there. Um, yeah. uh, and I don't think that uh, Jack Whiten's all that upset that Latrell's not there, to be perfectly honest. I mean, let's, let's, let's get to the nitty-gritty. You know, players players will will keep their straight face and say, "Oh, I'm really sad he's not there." They they get when they get dropped from a team or when they're on the edge of making a team, they death ride the other guys. Hundred <laughs> percent, they do. Don't think they don't. They sit at home on their couch, and when the bloke goes down and looks like he's going to be gone down for weeks, they they're fist pumping, mate. You know, and even even to the point of, I know of I know of of blokes that have watched games on TV and the team that they're trying to break into loses and they celebrate because there's more of a chance of them getting into the team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about Trevojevic, mate. Um, uh, yeah, it's sad that he's not there. Sad for him hmm. uh, and probably probably a little bit of a disruption for Freddie to pick the team with cohesion, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I find new faces exciting. Uh, I've, I've, been, I've been wanting stags in that team for the last couple of years, as you yep. know. Uh, he's in, he gets his opportunity and I, I hope he makes the best of his opportunity. Uh, I'm a little weirded out by Crichton not being in the starting team because I think Whiten offers a little bit more of a utility role, but I'm sure we'll get through, get to those. Uh, well, I just wanted to bring name. up, probably you, you pointed out some people are happy that, that Tommy got hurt with all due respect. I'm not happy, but, well, but, but, but I mean, yeah, well, not well, saddened. Julie Slater's been doing handstands. For the last oh well Billy Billy be probably be happy about it yeah <laughs> um, right. as much as as much as he would be going I'd love to see him play it's so like I'm my first series as coach and I don't have to worry about Trebojevic everywhere it's a night he's slept a lot better in the last two weeks I'm sure than uh, the first mm-hmm. Sunday six months after getting the job let's go through the teams who do you want to go through first do you want to go through Queensland or New South Wales yeah let's go through Queensland first mate let's get the uh, the runners up for 2022 out of the way early uh, the team is Ponga Cobo Holmes, Gagai, Coates, Munster, Cherry Evans. That's the back line. Four pack is Tino Fasua Malayali. I still can't get it. I'm sorry, Tino. It just doesn't like there's something in my the way my mouth works. It just can't get it out. Can you try and please get it out for me? Yep, Tino F. Fasua <laughs> Malayali, isn't it? Malawi. I, I something yeah. just kicks in with my mouth and I just can't say it. Um yeah. Apologies, mate. Uh, ben Hunt, uh, Papali'i, Capewell, Kafusi, and Ruben Cotter is the lock. Uh, the bench is Harry Grant, uh, Lindsay Collins, Carrigan, and Nanai. The 18th man, Tom Dearden. And the extra players are Jai Arrow, Flegler, Tabu, Fidel, and Talagi. I am stoked beyond comprehension on two selections here from Queensland uh, as a New South Welshman. One mm. is thank you for overthinking it and thinking you're outsmarting South Wales by putting Harry Grant on the bench, Billy Slater, because the longer that Billy's, that Harry Grant's on the bench is better for New South Wales. There's just no doubt in my mind whatsoever in regards to that. Um, I'm sure the theory is first 20 minutes, take the sting out of the game, then put Harry in. 
how he thrives on that contact. To me, that's the that's the one of the great assets that he has. Is he once he's in the game, he's plugged in and then he works out how it all unfolds. Now you're asking him to come on after 20 minutes, and I don't know. I don't like that move for Queensland, but I love it from New South Wales' point of view. Yeah, I, I don't think Harry shies away from the rough stuff. I know he's young, but he he likes the contact. He likes the the contest. So, and I would have thought that Hunt would make a better utility player off the bench and probably a bit more of an impact player off the bench. He's done it quite a few times for Queensland where he's come on, you know, after, after 30 or 50 minutes and made an impact and, and uh, lets his presence known. But uh, you know, if Billy wants to do that, then, you know, that's, that's, it's his team. So, you know, you've got to let him, let him do what he, he wants to do. And the, the part of that, that that becomes interesting from the interchange point of view is that you now have to eat up two interchanges to get Harry Grant to the game because not only has a cap to come on, but if you want to use Ben Hunt again, there becomes another interchange at the end of the match. Whereas if you just wanted to bring Ben Hunt into the game later in the match, that's only one interchange. It's I'm, I'm surprised that he's going down this road. I would have thought in classic, you know, coach standards of uh, uh, deceiving their opposition in name uh, Harry at nine for the whole week. And then an hour before kickoff, Ben Hunt starts. Well, I think I think in his mind, I think in Slater's mind, he's thinking that 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 Grant is really dangerous out of dummy half when he runs. You know, mm-hmm. he's quick. He's may not be as quick as Damian Cook, but but he's as elusive and he and he loves that kind of straight line pop out of dummy half and go. Yep. Um, and I'm thinking that he probably thinks he's going to bring him on uh, to make that impact. But I, I would have had him. I would have had him starting. You know, if I was a Queensland coach, I think it would have been, I would rather hunt on the bench to cover yep. uh, in case, you know, Cherry's not having a great game or Munster goes down or or Grant goes down and, you know, but... Or you um, want a ball player on the field and you're putting him at lock. Which was that's done, right. What they've done in the past. And you can so, do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ruben Clutter at lock. Now, there's the hot players who come into Origin at different times. This guy's a worker. He's basically emerged from you know, as an extra in first grade to now he's starting at lock forward for, for Queensland. As a blue, yeah. I'm stoked that he's there because we've now got a target in attack. We can run at him. He's, he's a, he, he might have great stats and you know how I think about stats. They are, they are a helpful tool in seeing how a player has impacted the game, but you can't live and die by them. He made 60-odd tackles the other night against Penrith. But I watched him pretty closely and he didn't make an impact in that match at all. Penrith just Look, and ran at him and ran at him and ran at him and moved down the field. And if I'm New South Wales, mm. that's where I'm going. I'm going straight at Cotter. The second phase play can come from that. He's not a big bloke. He's going to find origin, no. a massive step up. I love this selection because I would have been much more worried if they'd started Carrigan because he adds that little bit of extra ball playing and obviously Tino there as well. But with Cotter there, um, open door for Freddie to, to look at the strategy. Yeah, look, he's not he's not very big, mate. Um, he's no bigger than I am. Um, and he's playing front row for the Cowboys week to week, uh, which I guess is, it's it's a different level to origin, you know, and they've got him playing lock. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably with you a little bit. I'd I'd be running, you know, Paulo and Regan Campbell Gillard at him. Um, because I don't think yes. I don't think that he will um I don't think he'll handle the heat as well as he does in club, club land, you know. Um, 
I would have rathered Harrigan. Uh, Harrigan. There we go. <laughs> Billy. Chief. Come back, Chief. Oh, okay. No, the Chief. I, I, I went straight rather... to the ref. You went straight to the, to the Newcastle legend. Yeah, yep. kind of says a lot about both of us. Okay. Uh, Carrigan, Carrigan, I think, would have been my starter as well. Mm. And, and look, I don't know who's available for Queensland at the moment. Um, I'm amazed that Cotto is in the team. Um, I know it for the last four or five weeks he's played really well, but we're we're round twelve. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's other Queenslanders that might feel a little miffed about that, but but hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, the big loser in this situation is Jairo. He's the one that's had to make way effectively for Cotter. And and, and to be perfectly honest, at, at Origin level, um, Cotter's unproven and Arrow goes okay. So um, I don't think Arrow really has has let Queensland down recently. I don't he, think he did something off the field, didn't he, last year and got in the bad books? I think he might I think he might have had some bird at the, the hotel. Mind you, brought... New South Wales um welcomed Epi Coruscant oh, back into the camp. Yeah, they won all. They won all at that level, you know. Oh, so hilarious. I think young blokes will do what young Who else was do, available? That's the that's the that's the key question. Who else was available? Oh, we'll just pick the guys that stuffed us around last year because of the next best option. Um, the thing with Cotter is that part of me goes, I think it's Billy Slater trying to find his Dallas Johnson. Remember how you always heard from Cam Smith and Cronk and those guys, oh, the guy I always wanted to go into battle with was Dallas Johnson. He just, he knew what we were getting. He was always cut guys down. Yeah. To me, it just feels like he's manufacturing this here. And I know that he is going to have a crack and we're not Cotter bashing. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no, he will. He'll have a go. What we're saying is that if I'm New South Wales, you've helped us work out where we're going to attack you in the line. Um, yeah, I just, I'm surprised that he's there. And it means Carrigan has to come on and play a bit more bash and barge. He can't sort of work into the game, which is what he's been doing really well for Brisbane this year. Um, it's a surprising, surprising selection, but it could change come game day, um, knowing Queensland. Um, let's quickly just go through the back line. Cobo has got in over um, Corey Oates and uh, Murray Telungi. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I like that. I like it. I think he's an origin player. Yeah, I like the fact they're going with the hot hand here because he is playing like he's playing great football right now. It's not just scoring a couple of tries here and there. He's running the ball extremely hard. He's getting out of his in goal. He's just up for it. And if you're ever going to pick a rookie, like now is the time you pick him. Um, I think yeah. Corey Oates is a bit hard done by because I think he's playing really well. And I thought he might come in because Slater had played with him before at origin level. But they've gone with Xavier Coates. What's your read on Xavier Coates? Uh, well, I, look, I, I probably would have gone Oates mm. over Coates. Um, I, I think, I think um, Xavier Coates is a work in progress, um, you know. I think they say the boat, they're saying a lot of similar things about about Coates and Cobbo, you know, that they remind everyone of GI or, or Latrell. I mean, Cobbo reminds me more of Latrell mm. and Coates reminds me of GI, but just yeah. how he moves, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, not with what he's done so far. Um, yeah, so I, I probably would have gone, I probably would have gone Corey Oates um, over, over uh, Xavier, but, but I can see what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're building for the future. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're probably trying to, bring in some young guys and let them, you know, get uh, experience. But I, I do feel for Corey Oates because I think he's been playing pretty well um, for, for Brisbane. And his, his work rate is 
vastly superior to what Coates brings to the table. This is the area that I thought yeah. you might have seen this year with him at Melbourne. I didn't think Craig Bellamy would accept 10 hit-ups a game. But yeah. for some reason, Coates, he just doesn't got the appetite that other wingers do. And I wouldn't say it's a body body shape thing. He's now big. He's a big boy now. And, and mm. you just look at some of the stats at the end of games. And again, this is the thing with stats, you know, but, but the stuff out of your own end stats, they show up pretty obviously at the end of every game and the work you've done from your own end. And, yeah. you know, I just, I can't see it from coach at the moment. And they've, they've obviously decided that, you know, him on that right side contesting for the ball. It's a great theory, but you've got to kick to him. <laughs> like, Melbourne, when they don't have Jerome Hughes in the team, that they never kicked to him. And I just, yeah. I just go, if you've got this asset, go after him. Because New South Wales have clearly counted with Tupu in that regard. The centres, Holmes yeah. and Gagai, look, they were always going to be there. I, I don't think Gagai is a great defender. Yes, he, he lifts for origin generally, but um, the player I'm more worried about if I'm New South Wales is Valentine Holmes is playing great footy right now. Um, had a bit of a iffy game against the Panthers last week, but most of this season, I think he's played really well and he's the one that, that worries me in attack. Yeah, well, I, I think the thing, that, the thing that concerns me about him is his speed. Um, I haven't I haven't watched all of the Cowboys games. I've probably only watched four games of theirs this year. And I was at the Penrith game the other night. Um, you know, they, they were pretty unimpressive the other night. Um, they they only were allowed to do what Penrith let them do. Yeah. Um, so I can't really get a good read on Holmes, to be honest with you. Um, but look, I guess, I guess when anyone's got that kind of speed and that experience, and then and he scored a ton of tries for Queensland over the years. Uh, albeit mostly on the wing. Um, but, yeah, he'll be dangerous. He'll be dangerous. I want to keep an eye on him. You don't want to give him too much room to move. Um, let's go to the spine of Queensland because this is the the big trump card for Slater and and how he might want to play the game. My, my sense from his commentary, and I've listened to a bit of it of late because Fox have given me no choice with who they've put in charge of the big games on Fridays and Saturdays or Sundays. He wants to attack. I, I don't sense... The safe Paul Green approach coming for Queensland. I really don't. Um, I think Billy is going to be up tempo, move the ball, um, try and beat New South Wales with a bit of um, genuine attack. And this this spine of Ponga, Munster, Cherry Evans, and then Hunt and Grant is it better than what New South Wales have got? No. I don't think so. How far off is it though? That's that's. I don't think it's far. I don't think it's far off i mean if you if you compare the you compare the 1679 from both teams uh i think well i think in each of those positions apart from maybe maybe six i think new south wales has an edge of maybe you know half a point if you're rating them out of 10 uh, i think tedesco just in form is slightly better than ponga although i i see ponga probably has in my my mind, at least as much, maybe just a slightly bit more potential than Tedesco. That's what I believe. Okay. Um, I think he's more of an athlete than Tedesco, but Tedesco makes up for it in many other areas. So I think he, at the moment on form, I think he's slightly better than than Ponga, or, or maybe if, you know one or two points actually probably better than Ponga, just because of the team Ponga is playing with. At six, I think Munster's slightly better than Luai, although in the last couple of weeks. Luai has had some had some pretty good games, um, especially round eleven. 
Um, yeah. He played played very well. Um, and then the halfback, I think Cleary's better than than Cherry Evans at the moment. But yeah. but again, only probably half a point. Yeah. Um, and look, Hook, uh, Hook, Hooker, uh, Cook <laughs> Coach and, Griffin, he's back. <laughs> Cook and Cook uh, and. Uh, I mean, who are we calling the the, the nine here? Oh, we're going to Grant, call Hunt the nine. Let's be honest, Grant's the yeah. nine. Well, I think I think in some ways they're kind of similar kind of players, um, in that they're both quick and they're both crafty. And but I think Cook's got the run on, runs on the board yeah. at the moment slightly again. Yeah, and look, these are just my opinions. I'm a New yeah. South Welshman, but I, I watch a lot of games, so you know. And the reason I throw that that spine up is that it's got. Ball playing, it's got running, it's got um, movement around the ruck. It's it's really good. But what I am concerned about Slater and Queensland is I think their forward pack versus New South Wales, not quite in the same league. And as much as I like the Papali and Tino front row, um, I am not a huge fan of Capel and Kafusi in the back row in terms of I don't think it's you know right at the top of the tree here. Um, Capewell... He's kind of one of those sort of glue guys. Actually, one of the best things Kurt Capewell does, and if you've watched Penrith play the last few years and then you watch Boozer this year, he runs one of the best obstruction decoys there is in the business in front of his ball playing on the edge. He doesn't touch the ball a whole lot, but very few players do a better job at getting in front of his ball carrier. So he did it to Jerome Luai. He's doing it up there to um, Gamble and, and Reynolds up there for Brisbane. Um, it's a skill. It's something that he's he's brought to Brisbane with him. Um, so let's just see how good he is at doing it. That he's pretty good defensively, but he's not the big classic worker you sometimes get in the back row. And Kafusi's kind of in that same category. He, he kind of mm. he's the enforcer bloke for Melbourne. Um, but he's also not huge on the work rate. Although this year I think he's been a bit stronger in that regard. Um, but neither of them sort of I go. They're going to cut you open with their running game. Um, and neither of them might think are, are that good defensively that you can't run at them. So for me, I look at this Queensland team and I go, the front row is pretty good. Um, I have big questions on their back row. And then you go to their bench and does it do anything for you? Grant, well, I, I, I think it, I think it's going to, I think it's going to, what's going to happen is I think Slater will change some positions around, especially the bench on, on game day or just before. Um, I think you'll find, well, for me, if I was coaching Carrigan, it's start. Yep. Um, Nenai, Nenai does a really good job for for the Cowboys. I'm not sure it's going to equate in Origin, though. I'm not sure it's going to be the same. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. And and Origin is normally more of a simple game. It's more of a uh, you know doing the little things right, and the and the the simplicity is the magic of Origin. Um, yeah. You know, it's normally a simple game of rugby league, played hard and fast. So, yeah. So, tell me who their bench are again. I don't have any in front of me. They've got Nanai, Carrigan. Carrigan, Nanai. Okay. Well, Collins will always do a job for you. He's a meat and potatoes guy. Um, You know, I, I, you know, the, 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 the rebel in me wants to say that I would start Collins and, and have Tino on the bench and let him, Come into the game a little later yeah, when it's softened up a bit. Um, Carrigan would start, but what no it does then is there's no Fafita. Fafita didn't make it. That's right. Yeah, but what it does then, if you if you pick the team that that I'm suggesting, which is just you know at least Collins and and Carrigan starting, then you got yourself Cotter on the bench, 
and Tino, Tino on the bench. Tino and Grant. Or yeah. Hunt. I think it weakens the bench a little bit. And I think everyone likes to see a strong bench, you know. Carrigan coming on will be good for them, but geez, he's, he's normally, geez, he plays long, big minutes for the Broncos. I don't know if you need to think about replacing him. So um, I don't know, but we'll see what happens on the night. I, I don't think overall, I don't think Queensland is as strong on paper as New South Wales. And New South Wales have also dropped a couple of pretty big guns. Um, we'll get to them in, in just a sec. But I agree. You know, so. The other player that probably would have been here if he'd been fit, Mo Fodawaker. He'd been on the bench for him a couple of times um, last mm. year. And I think the other player that got dropped for them was Francis Molo. Didn't even make the squad uh, this time. But, well, Fodawaker was was pretty big last year. I mean, I thought I, he was as well. He was he scary. Hurt. He came he on the field. Right, right, okay. I think it's a high angle. Right. Um, the other yeah. extras for Queensland didn't as 18th man. Look, I can't fault the form. He's played well. Whether he's your 18th man, I don't know. Just put him in your camp. Um, Arrow there, Flegler. Uh, Tabo Fido and Talungi as a extra players. The only player I would have thought maybe with a better eighth man would have been an Arrow. Um, if you're desperate, especially when you're carrying Grant and um, Hunt in the 17. Um, but Queensland, it's a strong side. Um, if you have to pinpoint one player that needs a massive series for Queensland for them to win, who is it? Yeah. Well, it's either Cherry or Ponga because Munster, Munster will have a... Munster is their scariest player. He plays different at Origin. He just plays with more intensity at Origin than he does at club level. He's pretty intense at club level. Yeah. Um, for me, Munster is their their go to guy, but he has to have it has to be part of an ensemble for that to work. And and I, I believe it's probably Ponga, if not, then Cherry. I'm with um, you. Ponga by more. And and that's that, that's what you have to have working. So um, if Ponga doesn't find any form in the in the first game, I, I if there's no if there's no inkling that he's going to find some really good form, I'd let him go for the rest of the season and, and for the rest of the Origin season. And you know, if he he can't take up that place and not perform, yeah. so I think the heat the blowtorch is on him, and it's an attack. I, I, he's he's pretty good under the high ball. I think he organises defences pretty well, but. Kalen Ponga just has to get his hands on the ball as much as he can in this. Because the more he touches it, the more New South Wales I've got to go, okay, we can't just focus on uh, Munster and Cherry Evans. Like, we've got to worry about yeah. him actually creating on short sides. He, if you're Queensland and you're sitting there going, yeah, we've a good side, well, you could have a great side if Ponga um, really stands up. Let's go to New South Wales. The team is Tedesco, To'o, Staggs, White and Tupu. Luai, Cleary, Haas, Cook, Paulo. Murray, Sims, and Yo. The bench is Stephen Crichton, Liam Martin, Campbell Gillard, Ryan Madison, and the other man is Nico Hines. There are two big, big omissions from the New South Wales side that has won three of the last four Origin series. There's no room for the Fox, so he's got plenty of time to go on his cruise. And there's also no Jake Trebojevich, who has been dropped, which to me is a bigger deal than Addo Carga being dropped for mine. Because I would have thought that Jake's part of that DNA of that New South Wales side, like really like that's he will do anything for the side. And for him to get dropped, I think it's a bigger story than Adokar, but evidently Twitter tells me otherwise. Oh look, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think Jake should have been in the squad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you would 
pick what is it 21 22, 22 players and and not think that Jake Trebojevic isn't in your top 22 um so I don't know yeah that's a weird one from the selectors on that um in fact can, tell me who the other five players are mate yeah so this these are the guys that have effectively beaten Jake into a spot is Tyson Frizzell who didn't I think he didn't play last year from memory. He was injured the whole series. Um, Jacob Safidi's in because uh, Daniel um, is injured. Uh, Joseph Suwali and Api Korosau. They're the actual four players with Nico Hines. Is that Anthony? Four. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, fi- I, f- I find a couple of I find a couple of things weird. Uh, Angus Crichton's not in there. No, he got dropped. And neither time. and neither is Jake Trebojevic. Yeah. Um, how those two, I mean, aren't in your top 22. And they were really good fo- in their roles last year. I um, know, I know. Off the bench, they, they were happy to play the minutes they were given. They, were, they, they weren't necessarily massive difference makers, but we didn't lose anything when they came on the field. And to me, that's yeah. your bench sometimes needs to be that. Um, and we've drawn and, and, two, uh, two twin towers from Parramatta instead. Yeah, uh, and look, the thing is, I think I think Campbell Gillard deserves his spot there. Um, I'm not sure about Madison, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you know, geez, I'd have Jake, I'd have Jake in there, even if he even if he doesn't strap a boot on, yeah. and he's in the he's in the 22 as you know, uh, like they brought. Let's be honest, they brought Suwali in. Um, he probably won't play a game. Um, well, Suwali, yeah, I mean, Campbell Graham. And look, I, I think Suwali. I think I think when you look at the, I think when you look at the trajectory of Suwali, I think he's been kissed on the you know what. Um, you know, he's he's been given an absolute rails run passage into into that whole domain. I mean, you know, there was all the there was all the media about him when he when he shafted South, um, you know, and chose the big bucks of Uncle Nick. Um, so, you know, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, mate, I, I, like, I'm not saying he's crap. I don't think he's crap. I think he's a good player and I think he's going to be a very good player. And obviously they know that, but, um, at club form, uh, I've seen him do one standout thing. And that was to, to the other day when he, uh, he hit? Uh, he hit who was someone. it? Who was it? He hit, he hit some big bloke. Um, yeah. and who was it? I'm was trying it, to think who they played. Kick out. He hit kick out. He hit kick out. That's right. He hit kick out. Yeah. And and kick out. I thought it was probably pretty amusing, actually. Um, and I think he tried to get square, but never got around to it. But anyway, um, so yeah, there's a few omissions there, and I can see what Freddie's doing for the future and and whatnot. But um, I, I can understand the fox one, um, but Jake and and Angus Crichton. Uh, yeah, to me, that's a bit strange. Who are our starting back rows again? We've got Liam Martin and who? Uh, no, Liam Martin's on the bench with Campbell, Gillard and Madison. That's the bench forward rotation. So Okay, um, yeah. And Madison's been playing prop for Parramatta. He has off the bench. Has he? He's playing in the middle. He's not playing on edge. Um, he's- Ex-Australian schoolboy halfback. <laughs> yep. True story. Halfback, yep. Um, the bank back row for New South Wales is pretty handy. It's Cam Murray, uh, who will be playing next to Cleary again, I imagine, on the right. Tarek Sims will play on the left next to Luai and then Isaiah Yo plays in the I'm really glad I'm really glad Sims got in and not because he's a, a Saints 
man. He's, you know, he's, he's off next year, but I like his intensity. I like his enforcer um, kind of role in the team. Um, and Yo picks himself, um, you know, he, he is at the moment in that new lock style of play, um, that link play. Uh, he he's the best in the business. Uh, and the guy who's combination, which is Murray, goes straight to the back row, like on the edge, like and he'll be our best back row, like a big best edge yeah. back row. He's a gun. I, he's such a great player. Um, him being yeah. healthy for this series, if we lost him and Trevojevic, oof, that would have really hurt. Um, just quickly on the Fox, do you reckon he knew before he took the field yesterday that he wasn't playing him so well? I. I think, uh, you know, Freddie's a pretty honourable bloke. I think someone, I think Freddie would have called him and said, mate, um, we're going to go in a different direction for the first time. I think he would have got the call yesterday. Yeah. Um, Did you see the game at all or not? I was at it. I was at oh, the game. okay. At Belmont? Yep. Yeah. Um, it didn't translate very well on the TV. He's, defensively, has always been his issue, um, Cocksmith, and he runs out of the line and he misses assignments and he did two of those yesterday in the first half and you've just gone if he needs a needs a written explanation or a video tape of explanation why he's not playing origin this year that's it um i don't think i don't think it's just the bulldogs thing i think Ado Ado Carr's biggest deal this year is 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 that he's overplaying he's trying too hard um, he's trying to make up for the shortfalls that are in that Canterbury squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Canterbury played all right yesterday, actually. I don't think they were too bad. But it's always hard to tell when you're at the game uh, or when you do what they I do. They fought back game. well. They were, they were very ordinary in the first half, but they fought back well in that game. I'll give them that. I, th- I think Flanagan's getting better. Um, I don't, I don't see I it. do. I, I think he's getting better. Um, I'm not sure he's ever going to reach the lofty heights of, <laughs> playing for New South Wales, but I, I, what I'm saying is, as a as a club footballer, but anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Yeah. Um, I think I think Ado Carr, you know, his speed is a little bit of a loss. Um, yeah, in, two in open play. Ado Carr is, that's for sure. Yeah, but Tupu will do a job. Um, well, you know, he, we needed a little bit of height on the wings. I mean, oh, on the foot side, five of, foot ten, so. you're saying about the speed. The biggest area we'll miss out of car is support play. So yep. he turns he turns a half chance into a try. That's what he does. Yeah. If I've got a big criticism of Daniel Tupu, it's exactly that. He is not a good support player. There is often yep. times where the um, Roosters will make a half break up his side of the field, and he's not even in the picture. Now he yep. does a heck of a lot more work in his own end. Um, he's a really good getting out of his um, end sets guy. That's what he is, and he's fantastic in the air, and he can finish. I completely endorse yep. the selection ahead of Adokar, but the challenge is, is if he plays on the left edge with Whiten, our pace on the left edge is certainly not what it was in the last couple of series. Um, we're slow. We are slow on the left edge, if that's our left edge. You know, I, I got, talking about Whiten for a moment, I've, I've, I've got to say... I, I'd, I'm not all that happy. I'm not. I'm not all that happy with that selection. He I hasn't done it, much. But he this doesn't year. deserve it. There is a myth that he's playing great football right now. But he really, he's not. He's not. He is he's not, not involved whatsoever. Does a couple of things yeah. here and there, and you go, "Oh, Jack White." But at the moment, he is a kicks in play and tackles guy, and that's not good. Yeah, I, 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 
and I know you're a Raiders fan and you can be critical and, and you just, you know, you deserve the right to be critical. My, my issue is just kind of what Jack has done at origin level, hmm. which, which is not a whole lot. Um, you know, he, he I th- sometimes I, f- I feel like the game goes past him a little bit right. uh, with Jack and, and I'm a fan. I, I, I like the way he plays. Um, and I, and I really like it when he's firing for, for the Raiders, you know. I think he's, you know, as, as you and I kind of, you know, take the mickey out of each other with Saints and the Raiders, I, I kind of like the Raiders. You know, mm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not a hater. Um, and I like it when Jack's playing really well. But I, I look at that left side for, for New South Wales and, and not a lot bothers me about that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, I think that uh, Stags, I think, is potent, but in attack. But Jack, I don't think he's going to let you down in defence. No. Um, but in attack, I'm just not feeling a whole lot. I hope I'm wrong, um, and I hope that you know I look silly after game one in saying that. And I'd, I'd be more than happy for him to score three tries. Um, and I'm not saying that Crichton could do a whole lot better job. Uh, to be perfectly fair. Um, you know, Luttrell's a big loss for New South Wales this year. You know, he's got that that X factor. Yeah. Uh, he's he's great. He's he's great in attack. He's very very good in defence. He's a big body. He's scary. You know, so I think I think New South Wales will miss him. In saying that, though, I I, I still think that New South Wales will get game one. Just quickly on Wyden, I noticed something um, when I was watching yesterday, and it's it's a big thing that I don't think you can afford to do in origin, and that's because of the guy he's replacing. He's effectively replacing the Trebojevic ability to roam if he had to, okay? He's not the same player as Trebojevic. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if um, Jack wants to, he can get in there and, and do the hard yards like Tommy did. That's He's the body shape. He's the guy. You're not going to get that from Staggs. Staggs, that's not his go. He's, he's just not built that way to, to just, you know, hit up after hit up after hit up. That's not Staggs' go. But yeah. what needs to play that role for New South Wales? Because that's what Tommy did so well. He, Tommy wasn't just all, you know, um, icing on the cake. It's not, that's not what made no, no. Tommy great in that role. And yeah. I watched Jack a lot lately. But what really bugs me about him, and it was more prevalent when he had the rookie halfback next to him for Canberra, he lets the other person run everything for multiple sets in a row. Now, I can deal with it. One set, you're tired, you don't get involved. I watched yesterday, there were two sets in the end of the first half when Canberra were pretty much on top to a degree against Parra. And he didn't touch the ball for two straight sets coming out of his own, like coming out of their own. They, were, they went right out of their own end, but they were coming out of their own end. It was like he just waited for everybody else to do everything. Let them all do it. Let them all do it. Let them all do it. And part of me, when you look at a playmaker, and, and it's going to be a little bit similar in regards to his work rate for New Wales, he can't afford not to be involved in, in every set in some respect for New South Wales at origin level. That's the thing that I want to see from Whiten is I want him to see him on as much as I can because we're really going to miss that element that Tommy brought to the team. And I think Whiten's the most likely candidate now, our back line, to do that hard yard work that Tommy did. I, I wonder, I, I just wonder about Whiten because I, I don't really, I don't know him. I've met him once, I think twice. Um, but I wonder if he just needs to take more ownership on that, Canberra Raiders team. I wonder, you know, maybe that's maybe that's an ongoing project with um, with Ricky that 
you know, that Jack probably needs to own the team as much as the halfback does. Um, yep. You know, and I don't know if he's a shy dude or if he, you know, I mean, he seems pretty out there. I, I don't know, but maybe he just needs to own the team a little bit more. He'll do a, He'll play a different role with New South Wales playing in the yep. centres rather than the six. But um, you're right. T- Turbo tends to go looking for work and tends to pop up and he'll even make a, a forwards hit up if he needs to, or he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, he takes his foot on and off the throttle depending on what the game's doing. And, um, you know, maybe Jack will do that. I'm not too sure. Um, the reason it's so important is that if you add, think about the last couple of seasons, but if Tommy's doing that and Tyo's doing that and Teddy's doing that, when does Queensland have a break? They don't get a break. They don't. They, don't, they don't have an easy, easy couple of hit-ups in a row. Super brings that. Um, but as I say, you lose Tommy out of that, and that just becomes you've got to deal with the Toto hard run and the Tedesco hard run. You need that extra person, which may be Tupu, but if it's Whiten as well, and even Staggers if he wants to. What I'm saying is that's that's one of the great things that that Fitler injected in this team when he picked guys out of position for me is that it was like, well, they wanted to be involved regardless of what position they're playing. Um, it's a big asset yeah. that, that comes to mind. Um, yeah. Quickly, just on the playmaking, you say Luai's played well of late. Cleary's just back into what he needs to do. I want to bring something up about Cleary, and you would notice this the other night, because I know that uh, Todd Payton was signaled out by uh, Ivan Cleary in the presser. On what planet is Ivan Cleary that he thinks that Nathan Cleary can't get hit when he picks the ball? Like, what is going on there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, do it to him. Yeah, well, I think I, I don't. I don't know if any coach likes their player, their their kicker getting hit. Um, mm-hmm. And and Cleary has been getting hit quite a lot in in kicks recently in the last three or four weeks. I agree. Um, and and but but not only him. There are other kickers that are getting hit uh, because I've just noticed in the last few weeks shooting. The only round I didn't shoot this year was round ten, um, which was magic round. If I if I start getting a lot of photos of, of guys getting hit in tackles in, in kicks by by a defender, then I'm I'm thinking that the refs are letting it go a little bit. And look, I don't really have that much of an issue with it, other than it's a really grey area because if you tackle a kicker when he's kicking and you tackle him in the legs, it's a penalty. It could be a sin bin, depending on how bad it is, um, or even a suspension. If you tackle a player who's catching a ball in midair, it's a penalty. And the main reason is you say that someone doesn't get poleaxed while they're off the ground. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty similar situation with a kicker. When he kicks the ball, nine times out of 10, he's off the ground. He can't defend himself. His feet aren't planted. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to water it down. You know how I am about, I don't want to see us playing netball or, or yeah. you know, yeah. another non-contact sport. Um, but... I guess he's in one one little bit's looking after his son. The other bit he's looking after his main attacking weapon, um, or his or his strategist anyway. He's on field general. You know, mm. um, I didn't see the press conference to be honest. The bugbear but... with it isn't so much that he. Um, it's the fact that for the first six weeks that he played after he came back from his injury, he didn't get touched, and that's how Penrith play. That they are they are the masters at creating. 
um, a couple of blokes off the play the ball that makes it really hard to get to the kicker. They do that really yeah. well. So if your team isn't actually making a concentrated effort out of your marker, there is just no way you get to the kicker. That's how Penrith set up. That's what they do. So now in the last couple of weeks, a couple of teams have done it to him. Melbourne did it to him. Um, and all of a sudden, it's the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, that's the way you set up to play. Just because the other team's actually getting through your little defensive wall, I don't think you can... And I haven't seen a hit on Cleary that's like horrible. Oh, no. You know, you know, I, I, I haven't I, seen I, it. If I see something that I think is dodgy, I'll, I'll yell and scream about it because I don't like that, that element of foul play. But I don't know. This is something that translates into origin that I think that stuff will get let go a little bit more now we go to that origin arena. Um, mm. and I actually think it's a good thing for Cleary that he's been hit a couple of times rather than the first time he gets hit is in origin and it really puts him off his game. He's had to adjust to this and that's why I brought it up. I think it's actually, I think Nathan needed a little bit of a, um, a challenge because he pretty much dominated um, even with one shoulder last year in the finals and for him to you know come out now and I, I like it. I, I think it's a good thing for him and um, he's definitely the, the linchpin in what New South Wales are going to do because they're going to play very Penrith football, I reckon, this week. Well, they've got enough Penrith players in there, mate. <laughs> you know. uh, very good. Um, any other notes about the team? I'm happy with the forward pack for New South Wales. As I said, Crichton is the bench reserve. I probably would have gone with Hines um, if I had to try and cover multiple positions uh, yeah. across the way, but... The other yeah. downside of not having Jake Trebojevic is that who's playing nine if um, Cook goes down? Well, look, I think I think you've got a couple of little options there. I think if if uh, if Cook, let's say Cook blows his knee out in the first minute of the game or something big happens, I think you'd find Luai would probably go Agree. to nine. Agree. Um, and then you know White Crichton comes on for for White and yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, I think you're right. I think Hines could feel a little bit unlucky that a center has taken that um, that backs position. And let's be honest, if if anyone else other than White and goes down, um, White and probably they they shuffle around a little bit. You know, yeah. um, White and White and could even probably fill in a if you needed to so have a running um, hooker. I, but I, I, I think you're right. I think I, the main issue for me would be would be if Cleary goes down. I know that Lua would take over, um, you know, and Crichton would go down and walk. But I think that Hines would be maybe more of, of a, uh, a fitting replacement for Cleary than Lua would because your whole attack is just gone, you know, because you're going to have a running, you're going to have a center, which, which I think Whiten is, you're going to have a center playing five, eight, you're going to have a five, eight playing halfback and your whole potency of your, your back line is gone. Whereas if you bring Hines in for seven for seven, um, first Hines in for Cleary, then you still got a halfback running the show um, with still an attacking weapon in Luai playing second receiver or left and right, whichever way it might be. So yeah, I, I think that Hines would have been better as 14. Do you reckon... That's a long way of answering that. You know how when we were, you know, when Origin was really getting underway for us as New South Wales, which was the early 90s, one of the things that Gus would often do is he'd pick two backs on his bench. What do you think about 
you'd drop one of Martin or Madison, probably Martin, and play Hines on your bench with Crichton and Campbell Gillard. I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against that at all. Having two backs on the bench. Wise bet last forward, and I've been banging on this for years. But that last forward might play ten minutes in the whole Origin game or fifteen. Yeah, um, especially when you've already got someone like Whiten on the field that could play edge back row. Um, it's one positional change. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not like he's going to go from from center to halfback. And you also um, got your thirteen who plays eighty, and you know, you've got Murray who yeah. has no like he doesn't. He plays only sort of 70 at lock, but on the edge, he's going to be fine. Sim can play 80. Um, no, yeah. it's just it's to, to create that extra flexibility that you've said we probably don't have. Um, maybe you could have done that. Um, they're the teams, everybody. Uh, that's pretty much the show. Uh, I cannot guarantee that we'll do a podcast before the actual game begins. So, Gogsmith, let's go with some predictions just off the head right now. Well, um, as, as, it stands, as it stands right now with those squads, uh, and no injuries happen to either team, I'd say New South Wales by 10. Score? Just give me a 10 margin. Uh, I would say 22-12. Gee, clearly missing a kick, is he? Yeah, okay. maybe. Um, I'm only just slightly different. I've got 24-12. Um, okay. For New South Wales. Uh, and man the match? Uh, man of the match will be Yo. Ooh, Yo. I'll go Nathan. Easy. Well, there you go, everybody. That's episode 251. I've been Warwick Nicholson. That's been Rob Cox. Glad to be back on your speakers for at least once every six weeks, as seems to be the case for 2022. Um, there's plenty to talk about in regards to how the, the NRL is being done right now. Just as a, a passing comment to leave in your ears till the next time we speak. Cocksmith. How much of a farce is the NRL when they change the obstruction decoy rule after 11 rounds of a competition? What is going on? How, how can they honestly sit there and think this is a good decision when they've had games decided by this already? Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. I, I, look, I, the weird one, for the weirdest one for me was the, the Knights game um, in round 11. Yeah. Knights and Broncos. With Martin. Um, yep. When, when they said that that... It wasn't behind the other player. Because he um, passed straight away. He took a he step. Didn't, he didn't pass straight <laughs> away. And, 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 he, and when he passed, he was directly behind the player in front of him. Yep. It was a classic shepherd. Yep. Uh, he, the defence was impeded. There was a defender there, you know. And, and they come out and they tried, you know, the bunker tried, well... The referee tried to gaslight the player by saying that he wasn't, he didn't run behind the player. He passed before. No, he didn't. So that to me was was a really strange one. And and they've doubled down. They've doubled down on on this new interpretation almost as a way of saying, oh, we didn't get that wrong. So from now on, the rule is, and this is the this is the crux of the rule. Before, if you ran into the line and stopped. Ball over Red Rover, regardless of where the ball goes. They just call penalty. That's what it is. Because you, you denied them the opportunity to, to make a tackle. Now, it's okay if you're under the line and stop, as long as you don't bowl the guy over. That's fine. Just as long as you get in the way, that's, that's sweet, no dramas. And then they have now decided that to make that even more fair, if you get obstructed and the guy runs into you, 
if you're just a little bit too far away to stop the tackle, it's okay and it's a try because you, you're not in the, in the game anymore. They've, they've got to have been double figures of those tries that have been denied for less than that already this season. There was one, there was one in, that, in the Brisbane, uh, sorry, the Newcastle Canterbury game where Daniel Sofidi scored. Did you see this? It was on a Thursday night where Josh no. Jackson was near the ball. There's a Matt Croker is he'd run through the line earlier on, on the start of the play and he's like passive, he's not even in the game. And the ball came back across the field. Daniel Sofidi ran a line, hit a gap, ran through the gap, runs past Croker. So Croker's you can't see everybody, but effectively he runs past Croker, who'd been back on a line. And Josh Jackson is in the vicinity, but Josh Jackson doesn't even see Croker next to him. Looks as um, Sofidi runs through the gap and sort of just goes, oh, can't get yet. All right. So Feedy runs through and scores. The bunker clearly said in the overhead, they said Matt Croker denies Josh Jackson the opportunity to make the tackle. Josh Jackson doesn't even know Matt Croker is there. He doesn't even make an attempt, like um, any movement of any sort, towards trying to tackle Safidi. But because he was in between them, they just said it was a no try. And now we're seeing these tries being given in the last two rounds where these are deliberate motions from teams creating the block plays and now it's open season. So thank you, Graham Annesley. We really appreciate it. We can't wait for Origin when you actually have to make a hard decision to see whether they uh, stick with this new interpretation. But it is just farcical that, the, that those... The weird one for me, the weird one for me is the lottery of the short pass to the lead runner, right? <laughs> so if you get a lead runner and a trailing runner, and let's just say um, the lead runner, everything ha is happening really close to the defensive line, and the lead runner doesn't get the ball, but might have got the ball one-tenth of a second before he hit the defender, then the lottery is, is the defender impeded or the def did the defender tackle him without yeah. the ball? Yeah. Who's going to get the penalty? Hold on, let's flip a coin. Because that's what it feels like when you're watching it on TV and you see, you know, an A defender get barreled over or actually take, not barreled, let's say he grabs at the guy yeah. that is just about to get the ball. But the, but the, um, the actual halfback or the, the guy running the ball with the ball is so deceptive and so good that he doesn't pass it to him. He parks, passes it out to a trailing runner behind him. Um, is it is it a is it a defensive? You know, some will say that's a defensive. Um, you you made a choice, defensive choice. Um, others will say, well, what are you meant to do? Um, mm. The guy is right in your face. You're not going to let about to let him receive the ball and score, or knock you over right on your try line and score over the top of you. So you just never know what's going to happen. And then it could be. This is, this is the bit that bugs you as a fan. It's not that they were calling things pretty much black and white for the first turn rounds. You can deal with that because at least you go, that's what they did last time. Yeah, so be it. Yep. Now they've gone into the whole interpretation thing all off the back of that Tamari Martin decision where they were too stubborn to say, no, nah, we got it wrong. And that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the crux of Annesley is head of football. He just, for some reason... He can't improve what we're doing. He kind of just has to back up that they didn't get it wrong. We didn't get it wrong. Well, 
you've stuffed things up as they're going forward. And if Origin is decided by one of these, we have a uh, Justin Hodges try from a bunch of years ago happening all over again. Um, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to. I I think they're going to revert to uh, as per usual. There'll be seven penalties all up and probably five <laughs> restarts. We're going to have pretty low referee input because I think I think the powers that be at the NRL realise that the less input from the referees, the happier the fans are. Yeah. You, know, you know, after origin for round 15, 16, whatever, it'll get chucked out again and the referee will be blowing the pee out of his whistle yeah. um, because for some reason they think people turn up to watch the referees. Well, they I'm don't. just quickly looking. There's no... I haven't seen, there's no announcement of who the ref is. I think it's tomorrow they announce who the referee is, but. I'll tell that, you who it's going to be. Is Atkins going to get I'll the job ahead of Sutton or is Jerry back in? No way. No way is Grant Atkins, who I think is the, is the game's best referee at the moment, going to get the, get the nod. No way. Right? Jerry's hope, got it. Atkins' only hope is in game one. He needs to be in there game one. Otherwise, I'll just run with um, Jerry for the next three oh, games. He'll be, mate, put, put your house on it, Was All right. Well, everybody, we'll, um, we'll see if uh, Cobsmith is correct. Uh, I'm holding out hope that um, Atkins might get the job, but we shall see. Mate, it's been a pleasure. We've talked Origin for an hour. Hopefully, everyone's enjoyed yep. that. Uh, you can get us Hopefully. at the various places online. Um, and if you want to give us a review, we'd mostly appreciate that. Um, in the meantime, Cobsmith, anything last to say? It doesn't have to be Pepsi. If anything else you wanted to say before we go. No, mate, I think I'm pretty good. I've uh, got to get back to doing some editing and go and have a look at my laptop that's out there crunching some numbers. So, um, no, I've got nothing much more to say, mate, other than uh, are the Dragons and the Raiders on the same points? No, you're ahead. Oh. But Isn't if you lose and we win, we've got a better differential, so we'll go ahead of you. So that's nice. Yeah, well, who knows? Who knows what will happen, mate? I think they're both uh, – uh, they're like – we're in ninth and tenth. For those to be fair, we're in ninth and tenth. We're, we're we're going so mediocrely. It's great. I don't think we're going any higher than that. Neither of us, mate. Ninth or tenth. I think that's where it's going to about end. I don't know which one's going to be in front come round twenty five. But I don't think the Tigers uh, are much of a threat for the ninth or tenth this year, though. To be fair, so we're all good. Well, and they're saying that Madge may have coached his last game too. So maybe let's that's not that. Let's not open that next. Pandora's box again. Look, everybody, we'll speak to you next time on the Footy Show. Take us out, Coxsmith. Catch you later, mate. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show. You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi.